You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. Hello, I'm Tim Bose. Welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast. And today we're talking about water. In fact, we're going to be talking about water because it's everywhere. It's in the news. Well, I don't know. Right now as I'm recording it, I have got greyish clouds, which are supposed to mean rain, but we're expecting a very warm summer. We had a lot of rain during uh, the spring, but then people have said there might be a very dry summer and there could be even issues with water shortages. We've got lots around water and net zero that's going on. And Water Plus, who are the team that we'll be talking to today, they were at the uh, Big Zero show. And one of the things that was great was a lot of businesses came up to me and said, oh, that's great. No one talks about water. Well, we're going to talk about water today. We're going to talk about water with two fabulous people, Jenny and Susan. How are you both? Good, thank you. Yeah. How are you? Excellent. Jenny, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm not excited about the rain that looks like it's coming, but... <laughs> You've got the same as me. So what yeah. I'd like to do is just for our audience, if you could introduce yourselves, please, and a little bit about what you guys both do at Water Plus. Susan, you first. Okay, so I'm Susan Carsters. I've worked at Water Plus for the last seven, eight years. I work with the brokers. I'm a business development manager. So I price and contract and business develop all the brokers for all the SME mid-market companies in their water contracts. Excellent. And Jenny? Yeah, so I'm Jenny Collins and I am a key account manager here at Water Plus. So I'm sort of the key point of contact for our larger corporate customers here to help with any of their queries, being a water expert for them and just helping them with their day to day. And both of you at the Big Zero Show and you enjoyed it, which was great. I thought... You know, your stand was very popular, ladies. <laughs> yeah, I nearly had no voice by the end. There was lots of people. <laughs> yeah, I had a sore throat by the end. And anybody that knows me knows how much I love to talk. So you can imagine <laughs> the amount of talking I did if I ended up with a sore throat. Well, if you weren't there, where were you, audience? But we had uh, loads of people there. 1,500 delegates came. And the water plus stand caused a bit of a stir because it's made of is it cardboard but it's it's a paper type it looks like cardboard to me but it's recycled cardboard as well and it's recycled because you've used it several times which is brilliant and that was a real thing wasn't it getting people interested yeah i think it just lined up with the whole ethos of the show wasn't it it was sustainability what can we do and it was a really it's a good easy one get rid of the plastic go for the cardboard In a nutshell, perhaps, Jenny, you can just give us an idea of what Water Plus does and and the state of kind of the water business. Yep. So happy to go into this. We work with our business customers um, for water retail services. So that can be anything for single sites, multi-sites, manufacturers, all that down to the public sector, charities, that sort of thing. And we can do everything around your customer service, your meter reads, and the big one is your billing. So we'll issue the bills for your water and your wastewater. And that's where you get things like me, your key account managers and your water services. And we can then go into the great stuff, which is the advice on the water efficiency and how can you do better and look into your water usage now it used to be that water was water and you only got what you got but obviously the the retail market opened up first in scotland and then i think it was 
I'm going to ring them in my maths. Was it 2017 it opened up? Yeah, 1st of April in England, 2017. And it was back in, I want to say 2008 in Scotland. So yeah. it was a long time in Scotland. Quite a long time before that, yeah. yeah. And so now for you as a retailer at Water Plus, there's got to be a distinction between kind of, I buy my water from you as you're the my retailer, but the pipes are the pipes, aren't they? Yeah, the pipes are the pipes. You're still getting the same water. Um, so if you like the way your water tastes, you're still yes. getting that. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a bit more aligned with the energy market. You still yeah. get the same stuff coming to your property. It's just who who bills you and deals with your customer side of things. That's where you can make a choice and, and pick the retailer that suits you. It's a funny thing. You said there water is water earlier, uh, Jenny. And I suppose the thing is people have always thought about that. Is that it? Turn it on, it comes. Yeah. Probably people only think about water when suddenly it's gone because there's, you know, a shortage, an outage, a drought, or suddenly their bills have gone bonkers because they've had a leak. When you look at water and net zero, which is really what we're after, there's a whole range of things to water and net zero, isn't there? Yeah. So um, obviously you've got, if you think about it, like you say, you turn the taps on and the water's there. First one, how did it get there? Yes. So there's a, there's a whole industry with the wholesalers to get that water clean enough. And we're very lucky in this country that we've we've got good quality water on tap, really. But there's a lot of work that goes into that. So thinking about that, there's a lot that it goes through on the journey before it reaches you. And then you've got the next stage of the journey, which is what are you doing with the water once it comes out of your pipe? Right. So you, are you putting it into a process where you're heating it up? Are you putting it into a manufacturing system where you're using that to make some Something, that's going to have carbon associated with it as well or are you just putting it in a kettle to make a brew <laughs> that's going to have some carbon associated with it too so there's lots of different things you can think so there's lots of different parts of it that are all bits that we want to get our customers to think about because it all leads back into the carbon again i suppose the thing is when you think about it we've all been preoccupied with electricity in particular and water has kind of a bit like heat i think now the energy crisis made people look at their heat. Do you think people are still, I suppose the weirdest thing is, everyone thinks we're always, like, it's always wet in this country. We've got plenty of water. But that's not the case. And I know that. I've been told that. And we can have water stress. Do you think either of you can jump in on this one, that businesses are now starting to think about their water a bit more than they would have done maybe five, ten years ago? Yeah, I think more so the larger type of businesses are tending to look at that a bit more, um, especially with their carbon emissions, and they can see where it all leads in. Um, not so much the smaller businesses, no. but they do need to. And there's lots of things they can do to lower their running costs and cut carbon. And when they're doing that, they're cutting their energy as well. Just for a simple example, they could use topperators, which reduce yes. their water use between yes. 25 to 75%. So the less water they're using, the less energy they're using overall. That is very interesting because... I only discovered those things not that long ago, actually. And, you know, uh, we moved into the, the house I'm in now where I'm talking to you from, and all the taps were the old tap, and the water was gushing out, and then we changed them. And they're basically like, if you don't know what it is, it's like a, it's like a little mini sieve, isn't it, that goes inside mm-hmm. the top of the tap, and then it just helps the water flow, but much more controlled. And that's made a big difference. Yes, it does. In business terms... I've been to plenty of offices, I'm sure you have, where people have let taps run. 
you know, people leave heating on. They don't really think about the water that's there being heated up. Kettles are boiled and then just left and then boiled again and all of that. Do you think some disconnect happens when people are suddenly at work compared to when they're at home? Maybe they're not paying the bill. Yeah, definitely. But there's lots of things that businesses can do to make people more aware. So, for instance, we had a business that we provided data loggers for. Uh-huh. Now, the fact that they had these was allowing us to alert them. Without them, we wouldn't have been able to alert them for this water leak. If they'd have left it for just a week, it would have been 336,000 litres of water that would have been wasted. Wow. Wow. And that's the thing, isn't it, I suppose, Jenny, is that you kind of, as a business consumer, you kind of need to know. And there are two things I wanted to explore, which is, we'll talk about the bigger sites, obviously, where they can have their metering, but... For SMEs, and you deal with SMEs, I mean, we used to be in an office where we didn't even have a water meter. It was just kind of a block and it was all split. So how, if you're a business consumer and you are you want to be conscious about water, what can you do? What can you guys do to help us understand from a start of saying, actually, can we put a meter in? For my business. I think you've hit the nail on the head there as well with the, if you're a small unit in a Mm. bigger building, speak to your, if if you don't own the whole building, speak to your landlord and find out what are you doing with your water? Because the chances are that whole building might be metered. Yes. And there's somebody that is paying for it and get them to think about it. Are you actually, are you taking regular meter reads? Because something as little as that, people quite often will say, oh yeah, the maintenance man goes around every month and takes meter reads off all the meters in the property. Well, are you giving them to your retailer so that they can actually input that data into your bills into the market so that we can actually see what's happening because a lot of the time it's Dave in maintenance who goes around and takes the meter reads but he doesn't know who he then needs to pass it on to yes to actually get it into the system and and see what's happening and then it's the finance team six months later when an actual read goes out a meter reader from us goes out and takes a read and it's like oh this is shut up (laughs) so these businesses probably do have somebody out there doing the hard work but it's letting them know this is who you need to send it over to and we can see what we can do to look into these things and and spot something before it becomes a major issue i would have thought with your bigger customers that they kind of got all that covered haven't they because they would normally have meters if you have multiple sites i suppose you, you need to collect the data and like you say yeah spot whether oh, hang on why is that site using far more than the other if they're the same Do you think enough of that goes on? I think it does vary. I will be honest. I have some brilliant customers that are so switched on with all this sort of stuff and they know their portfolio like the back of their hand. They can tell you every single site where the meter is. But when you go into those big sites and big multi-site companies, there's a lot of change that happens. And I would always say to my customers, that's the first thing you need to do is understand your portfolio because they might not know if they're across different counties different regions or even the different markets if they've got Scotland and England it's understanding where are your properties what can we do to help you out to make sure we've got everything all in one place because we can produce all the reports and give you all the insights that we can on the things we know about but we need to know about the ones we don't know about and portfolio cleanse is my biggest one that I'd like to push for people is just clean your portfolio know what you're doing know where are you what have you got if something comes into your portfolio as a new acquisition we know 
if you think about the high street at the minute, I bet every time you go into town, there's different shops that have appeared and disappeared. Yeah, yeah. That's all stuff that you need to be thinking about. And like you say, I think people think about their gas and electricity because it's such big bills and you're like, oh, I need to make sure that one's sorted out. Your water needs to be in there as well. And we need to be doing exactly the same thing and keeping track of everything so that we know what's going on and so that you know what's going on as a customer. Yeah. I suppose the other thing is, is once you've identified this, what do you guys do? Can you take data and make it into a business proposition for me? That's what that's what I'd want to know. Okay, fine. You've looked at all this. What are you going to tell me to do that's going to make things easier? Yes. Well, we um, have people working in England and Scotland visiting sites to help with bespoke water management plans, including the food and drink sectors, manufacturing sectors. We are working with engaging in organisations more with their water, increasing efficiencies. With data loggers, they can be on an online portfolio where you're able to see your flow rates. With meter reads, you're going to be able to have more accurate bills. You're going to be able to see if there is a peak that we can spot leaks a lot quicker so it's reducing your costs yeah there's lots of different things that we offer and you can do we can also provide reports of your consumptions per annum as well based on these and as i say as well for any sites that can't access their meters or they're in a position where it's too risky to access, then data loggers are maybe the way to go down. And like I say, with the portal, there's lots of things that you can be alerted to. Um, you can, If you have multi-sites, you can see the difference in what each site's using, where they're using it, the time of day the flows are going on. There, there's lots and lots of things that we can do to help businesses be more efficient in both their consumption and also with their carbon emissions yeah of course when it comes to local authorities public sector buildings you know that's a more of a difficult one isn't it because the public sector is stretched we all know that and you know there are the historical things and they may not be as switched on now you had conversations i know both of you with people from sort of public sector organizations at the big zero show what are the sort of challenges that you typically get from public sectors and where can you as Water Plus help them? I think the biggest one, as much as the public sectors, there might be bits they're not switched on on. Carbon's huge in the public sector it's now. It. Yes, that's it. One of the biggest requests we get is how can we effectively report on our carbon? And I know we've got a few dedicated people that just work in public sector and that's the constant one that they're asked and so we're always working on our reporting of what we can do and we've been working on a graphic that we can do for businesses just to see where their carbon emissions are going through the water journey and I would say public sector switched on with that so like Susan said it's getting those meter reads recording your consumption effectively and that's where we can then help with your your carbon emissions we can take that and translate it into what does that equate to from a carbon point of view and again the portfolio cleansers again I know you might get bored of me saying this (laughs) no no keep going get that message over yeah knowing where your properties are making sure you have them and it's not a i've done this today so i won't need to look at it for 10 years Mm. they change they change constantly so it's a regular thing we always make sure we have regular catch-up with our big customers we're working with the teams we're constantly on it and as soon as you finish one day to cleanse you'll start it again because it will have changed (laughs) but yeah getting that have we got everything in here are our reports covering everything it should report on and then are we getting those meter reads in are we recording your flows 
and then using that data to to do some benchmarking to look at are your sites going up are they going down are they on what we would think for the industry standard for that area and again it's benefit of having a big retailer like us we've got lots of data we can use to compare Yes. and do those sort of comparisons between similar industries. You can compare my factory to another, or you can compare yeah. my, even my school, if I've got sort of a school of a 1,000 people, say, this is where you should be at. Yeah. yeah. One of the problems I suppose you face is, comparatively, water is quite cheap. So in a way, that's probably why it's fallen down the pecking order of, of what businesses look at compared to their energy or IT or whatever. That's a kind of function of success of the market. But also, do you think that's a problem? Either of you can come in here because I suppose if people go, well, yeah, we lost a bit there, there, but the water bill's not that much. It doesn't really make much difference. Well, it does make a lot of difference. Um, Water is in scope three in emissions. However, our advanced service team stopped around 397 tonnes of carbon emissions linked to the water being lost between January and December 2022 alone. Wow. And people need to realise that using water uses energy. Mm. And so as much as the energy does cost a lot more, the water does build into it. So when looking at portfolios, just don't think about energy. Remember the little forgotten utility, which is a big utility called water. Although it's not as expensive as energy, it's still as important to help everybody reduce their their water usage, their energy consumption, and also their carbon emissions. And I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? We're all heading, Jenny, to this world of carbon accounting. Right, It's coming. Uh, people taking stock, as you say, of their scope one, two, and three emissions. And I suppose that's the whole point, that water, you may not think of it as a significant thing in terms of oh, the, the financial cost, but as we said right through at the beginning, you heat it, you freeze it, you store it, whatever. There's a big carbon cost to water. Yeah, there is. And the treatment of it as well. So when we talk about the manufacturers, what are you using it for? And then what are you putting back down the drain? And I think it is one of those things, those big companies that are using it, like a food manufacturer, they're switched on. They've already had to meet guidelines, quality reports, and they've got trade effluent consents that they have to adhere to. And there's bylaws. Those sort of companies are probably already there with it because it's been something that they've had to know about. It's now filtering down to the smaller companies, your multi-site users, your ones that are a bit more like domestic users that they just use it to heat a kettle up, fill a kettle up, have a wash their hands, flush the toilet. It's down to those areas now that I think we need to start waking the market up. And there are lots of people that are thinking about it. And as you say, with these carbon emissions people are having to look into it and I think our biggest one is getting that awareness out there and just speaking to companies directors speak to your employees about water efficiency yeah just so they think like you say about leaving taps on I don't I think we're past the point maybe not in the schools of people seeing a tap running and not switching it off I think most people would do that now yeah I think at schools at schools are there maybe they're still learning the children are but a dripping tap I think mm. a lot of people would walk past a dripping tap and think, oh, it's just a drip. Correct. And that was the one me and Susan were saying to a lot of people on the day at the Big Zero event yeah. was actually a dripping tap over the course of a day, a week, oh, yeah. a year. It adds up. It's a lot of litres that are going through and it's just wasted. 
And you probably, if you had a dripping tap in an office that's a, an office with 50 people in there, 50 people have seen that drip and yeah. just thought... Uh, somebody, yeah, it's no, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Yeah. Well, actually, you put that on 10 taps in the office, it's no mm. big deal. Actually, it becomes a very big deal. And like you say, water is in the news more often now. There are people talking about it, and I'm hoping we can get some positive out of that, that people start thinking about it. What about weather? Obviously... I said at the beginning, it's a grey day right now when we're recording this, but it might well be sunshine later. And we're expecting a, another blast of heat coming over the next couple of months for the summer. We're getting wetter, milder winters, but with more storms. We're getting more flooding events. We're getting more chances of droughts. This will all affect the way that weather is kind of affecting the picture regarding water. Yeah. So how can businesses be more prepared? for things like weather extremes, you know, because you lose water in a hot day, you got everyone in the office flipping egg, you know, not easy. And that's where we would, uh, again, we'd bang the drum for our advanced services team so we can do contingency planning with with businesses. The bigger ones... What's what we the, call... like scenario planning, you mean? Yeah, so we can, yeah. we, for the bigger customers that are what we call sensitive customers, like your likes of your hospitals, your, yeah. Yeah. your care homes, they will already have contingency plans in place because they, they're the kind of people, they need water and that will be agreed with their wholesaler that if, if a hospital loses water, there will be a tanker on site and they'll have everything in place. But we can do that for other businesses as well, where it's not a an essential medical need that you need the water but it's it's your livelihood you need to have something and we can come up with plans for those sort of things we could have tankers on site we could get you a water tank fitted so you've got a surplus ready to go if needed and again all these sort of things it's just thinking about what would we do in that scenario and when it does happen who do I call because you don't want it to be it's gone off and that's when your problem that's the first time you think about it when you don't have the water yeah yeah think about it now speak to your retailers get some meetings set up I'm happy to speak to people about this sort of stuff because if you have a plan it might only take you 15 minutes to speak to one of our advanced services team and say what can you offer me and then just it's there in the background and you're ready to go if you need it it's always yeah. better to have a plan yeah and and on the back of that they need to keep updated on the weather alerts for their locations and the wholesalers that manage their water network they do issue the updates on the water supplies in the uk and information around time scales repairs and progress so it's getting people to understand where they're going to get the extra water if they need it what they need to keep updated on and where to go if there is an issue yeah i think you know i was very grateful for you guys being there at the show and just to end with that that's the thing is that we are going to have to take water more seriously anyway it's going to become a more and more precious resource it is already in certain parts of the world to, to leave with, if you're a business listening to this, what would your message be? You know, something to think about water. What would you say to them? Um, let's start with you, Susan. What's your one message to say? Listen, if you think about water, think about this. So seek out the water experts, explore the options you have. Our team's always happy to share any information and tips to help any organization or business of all sizes there's lots of stuff on our website you can head over there or water plus uk on linkedin for lots of tips and information plus all the information on the future net zero website of to course, provided of course, of course. <laughs> but i mean get informed that's your message yeah definitely you know People really need to start thinking about it. They need to start doing something about it now. Yeah, yeah. 
Jenny, your final thoughts? Yeah, mine would be just speak to your staff if you've got a big business. Let everyone know who supplies your water. Who do I need to go to if I see something? Yeah. And yeah. Basic kind of housekeeping, isn't it? Yeah. The kettle and, and all of that, the the tap, all those things. Yeah, just raising awareness, get people thinking about it. Because actually, mm. there's some really quick, easy wins that people can make. And it's something that if you just did a quick message out to your staff or speak to your colleagues next year, if you see a dripping tap, if you notice something's leaking, number one, who do I report it to? And number two, get it reported. A good point to end with. And you know, I'm going to have a glass of water now. Just, to... <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you turn the tap off. <laughs> I'm not going to tag. Just a quick one. I'm teaching my little one to always i never did it i was so bad i used to run the tap when i was a kid when i brushed my teeth we now mm. turn it on put the brush turn it off and then when he's rinsing out that saves a lot of water so thank you both thank you for coming to the big zero show thanks for all the stuff if you're listening and you want some help as susan said go to the water plus website or their presence on linkedin come to the site obviously future net zero but do get clued in about water. It's one of those things that we're going to be covering much more about because we think it is a very vital part of the whole story of Net Zero. Uh, Jenny, Susan, thanks for joining us on this podcast. Really, really appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. We had a great day. Thanks for listening to this future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com.